It's the biggest sports show for your Saturday morning. We've got it all covered for you right here. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, Emma Friedman and everything sport. Or tomato or a barbecue sauce? Look, I hate barbecue sauce. Like too I sweet. It's the most rank thing. Is it? This. <laughs> I'm a spicy red man. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Jay-Z Clark, Emma Friedman and everything sport. Boys, I believe you are only coming in to do this show because you only want to get the breakfast burger from across the road. Partially true. <laughs> Partially. That's the reason why I come into work. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Ah, at least we're honest on this show. Welcome to another edition of Dead Set Legends with you every Saturday from 10 o'clock. Joey J and Emma, good morning, crew. We've got our first grand finalist for 2021. Yeah, good morning, Emma. Morning, Jay-Z, Blakey. We certainly do. What an unbelievable performance by Melbourne last night. Looking forward to getting stuck into that one a bit later on. Also, the Melbourne Storm, too. We've been tracking them going beautifully as well. So, still a big weekend of sport to come. Oh, I'm happy for the Melbourne supporters, uh, Joey. Good on them. And to be honest, we have been taking the mickey out of them for the best part of 20 years, if not uh, longer. So, they'll be up and about and um, oh, wrapped to their performance. So powerful and dominant. That was extraordinary. I want to ask you later about the Cats' futures. What do they do with this old list? Plenty of 30-year-olds on there. It's going to be some uh, big decisions made and very shortly. But Father's Day on Sunday, Joey, what did you get, mate? Did you cash in or oh, did you hit the jack- jackpot? Father, that was last week. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, um, what, gee That's whiz. how long these weeks are going at the moment. Yeah. Uh, just got some aftershave and we mm-hmm. had a nice family lamb roast. That was about oh, it. Okay. Delicious. What about you, Jay-Z? What did you get? Uh, see, uh, my wife knows me too well. The Four Pillars gin pack, a new big <laughs> bottle of gin. I got the the, the uh, Four Pillars curry powder. They do curry powder now and some, and some marmalade as well. Well, so uh, that's probably not going to last long. You know, it saved me throughout lockdown. The old, uh, I'm confused by that. So you're telling me Four Pillars, yeah. they do a gin and yes. have decided to branch off into yes. curry powder. They don't seem like a natural marriage to me. <laughs> They're right? amazing. They can do it all down there. So look, they I'll, can do I'll, no wrong. We'll, uh, we'll fry it up. We'll, do it. we'll sort out the curry this week. And the, mar- the gin marmalade on toast, I'm interested to see how that works out. But uh, look, it's absolutely fantastic <laughs> stuff. And unsurprisingly, <laughs> i got alcohol for... Um, for Father's Day, and um, that just takes the edge off things when you're homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. Joey. Parenthood in general, if I'm honest. Don't pretend. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about, Joey. You know exactly what's uh, what's happening. So that was um, that was nice. Hey and boys. Charlie? Charlie? Uh, oh, he got – I gave him a, a voucher to go and get a nice new shirt once lockdown's done. Nice. Um, so that when we get to the races or mm. we get to go out to a party, he's got some new threads to wear. Yeah. So. Will it still fit? Uh, he's actually going all right. Is We're he? both trying to run early in the morning so nice. we can keep the KGs off. So, you know, that's that's another story. But, hey, <laughs> I've got another story for you. Uh, we are going to be on air um, on Triple M, uh, 9 to 12 every day except for Friday of grand final week. So... That's exciting for all our listeners. Very exciting. You can yeah, to it's going to be days in a row. absolutely. We've got uh, plenty happening. I mean, it's going to be a big build up to the grand yep. final, Jay Z, and we might touch on that two weeks yep. without anything happening in Melbourne. So yep. we're going to have to try and bring the grand final yep. spirit to Some, Triple M and uh, plenty of other stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, any sort of un- untold grand final stories? So we we, uh, we do have plenty. We're going to do some digging, and we're going to get some untold grand final week okay. stories because Stephen May is going to be a talking point. Yes, there are always players that you, you don't hear about these stories that they get up for grand final day, and it's only in folklore that you find out what really happened. 
And I tell you what, we're also going to have some great prizes that week as well mm. to give away. Speaking of which, the Solar Heart Quiz is back today. Your chance to win $200. And Greg Russ also going to join us with a Supercars update. But we're also going to have Storm Supercoach Craig Bellamy and Grant Birchall, Brisbane defender who has hung up the boots only yesterday, going to join us on the show today. Well... Melbourne fans, congratulations. After 21 years of not playing in a grand final, the minor premiers have made it a complete masterclass by the Demons last night. An 83-point thumping of Geelong and Jay-Z led incredibly by their skipper, Max Gorn. Oh, it's extraordinary. And what a decision by this football club. Jones and Viney were co-captains. They bring in Max. He's such a uh, you know significant figure at that football club. And he turned on one of the great rucking performances last night. He was unstoppable in that third time, the third term. Uh, as as a forward. So they go into the grand final with just extraordinary momentum. They'd be feeling great about themselves. There's stories there with Nathan Jones and uh, Steve May, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, I think this game, Joey, was set up between you know, how was Geelong's sort of ageing midfield going to cope with the power, the speed and the brilliance of Ola Petrarca. And even Jack Viney was very good. Jack Viney was awesome. Uh, last night. Was, I think 101 points from, from stoppages. stoppages. Yeah, it was around the contest. And it was over within 10 minutes. I was watching that first 10 minutes. And when it was three goals to one, I texted a few of my Melbourne supporters. And it made them very nervous. But I said, yes. you can rest easy. This one's over. You could just see that the only thing that was going to stop Melbourne from winning this game was if they didn't handle the occasion. Yep. You know, if, if they just didn't play the, the way they had all year. But they, they came to play, led, as you said, beautifully by the big three bulls in the centre bounce. You know, Harms was very good as well. But Viney, Petrarca, Oliver, the defenders for the Cats had no answers. Ben Brown was awesome in that first quarter, as you said, Max Gorn. It was a complete performance. It was everything they could have hoped for. It was everything Melbourne supporters could have hoped for. And I think the only thing now that's affecting Melbourne is probably having this two-week break. I think the way they play, they would love to be rolling into a grand final in six days' time, seven days' time. Unfortunately, they're not. It's probably Stephen May, the only one who's probably happy about that. Mm. But the D's ticked every box. They are absolutely cherry ripe to win their first flag in 57 years. Certainly go in uh, very confident. So you mentioned they handled the occasion. Well, Simon Goodwin, I think he deserves a lot of credit. He was under the pump at the start of the year. There was, a, you know, they missed the finals for the past two years. Coached exceptionally well. So how are they going to handle the occasion? He just said to his troops, just be us. I think it reaffirms a lot of the belief that we've got in our in, in the way we play. I think tonight we, we build belief again. We understand we handled the moment well and the moment was really about just being ourselves and um, making sure people saw who we were and be true to ourselves. And um, we were that tonight. But, you know, we've, we've still got work to do. There's a, a really big challenge that's sitting right in front of us and, you know, we want to make the most of it. So, deservedly, they're going to start convincing favourite. When they come up against Bulldogs or Port Adelaide, I think that Melbourne are clearly the team to beat in their, in their premiership uh, to lose from here. So, Steve May was the concern last night, tweaked his hamstring, went off, come back on. Melbourne, uh, very confident that he'll be right. So, Joey, he'll face pretty much, well, two weeks of... Therapy and every single massage. day. Yeah, that's right. So he'll be okay. He'll be able to get out there and play. To what capacity, we'll only know once the game starts. But he, he will play, which is a good news because it didn't look good early. I was, as again, I'm probably watching as a neutral thinking, this game's over at yep. quarter time. Yep. I would have subbed Stephen May out. Straight now, away. I get that, you know, the coaching box probably don't think that way. They still think there's a game to be won. Mm. So they took that risk. Luckily, or hopefully, he hasn't done any further damage because he is crucial. But that made the win even more impressive for Melbourne because everyone all year spoke about it's May and Lever, the best defence in the comp. Well, they really had no impact. Yep. Stephen May certainly didn't. Jake Lever wasn't one of his better games. They didn't need to. Yep. It was done through, as you said, the midfield and the forwards got the job done. I thought Cozzy Pickett was reminding me. The of Cir- the Cir- it was Cirrioli early. I was watching yep. Cozzy. This guy, this kid, he's going to be 
Cyril Rioli all over. He's just built for the you know the big occasions, yep. the, the big games. Uh, ben Brown, as I said, was awesome, and all the other boys jumped on board. It was a terrific performance. And a couple of those low kicks, I think Oliver, uh, Petrarch, and Brown, he took a couple of those contested marks. We always thought he was a lead-out forward, but last mm-hmm. night he grabbed a couple early, which I thought was big for the, the belief of Melbourne. Interesting, when we'll talk about the Cats, but they went and got Jeremy Cameron and sold the farm, gave up first multiple first-round picks. They've got no first-round picks this draft. To go and get Jeremy Cameron specifically to get them through to another mm-hmm. grand final and a premiership, Melbourne gave up a couple of picks in the 30s for Ben Brown. And last night, yep. it was Ben Brown that delivered on the big stage and Jeremy Cameron was nowhere to be sighted. Ball didn't, it, we're going to talk about the Cats in a second, the over-30s and how they're going to regenerate the list. The future for Chris Scott, I think he's in the spotlight now, which will be uh, really interesting. But Nathan Jones, so he's going to fly back to Melbourne to be with his partner, he is, Jerry. He? He, uh, there she's expecting twins basically any day now. So yeah. Melbourne are going to be unchanged for this, right? Stephen May's fit. You keep uh, James uh, Jordan. James Jordan as the sub. It's hard breaking for Nathan oh. Jones, but Simon Goodwin's not going to change this team. Is no, he? no, of course not. No, no, no. You've got a grand final to win. You've got to pick your best side. Unfortunately for Nathan Jones, he's been, you know, he should take a lot of pride in that he's built the club back to this point. And unfortunately for him, he'll hand over the baton to this other group and, uh, you know, he should be really proud of what he's done and, and he'll have to be watching from Melbourne, unfortunately. Remember we saw the 2016 Premiership Western Bulldogs coach Luke Bob Beveridge Murphy. gave yeah. his Premiership medal to Bob Murphy. It wouldn't yeah. shock me. Um, I mean, if Jonesy might not be there, so that physically can't happen. But you know Simon Goodman, if Nathan Jones isn't up there on the Premiership dice with him, is going to make special mention. Now, that gives yeah. me goosebumps even yeah. just thinking... Uh, about that. He's a significant part in the story, but the fallout for Geelong is absolutely massive. And in what, about 20 minutes or yeah. so, Joe, I'm going to ask you about these 30 year olds. Who's going to take the cats forward? Which fork in the road do they choose? Hey, in the meantime, Melbourne fans, we know you're excited. Give us a call, one triple three five three. We want to hear how you feel. It's such a big moment for the club, and we want to share it with you. Equally, I guess Geelong fans, if you're truly down in the dumps, we're here to console you this morning. First cab off the rank, Richie and Toby in Hoppers Crossing. How are you feeling, guys? Oh, hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Toby. Toby. How did you go last night, Toby? Did you stay up and watch it? Yep. How good was it? Whole game. Whole game. How old are you? Six. And you stayed up and watched every bit of it. How good? Toby's a bit shy. (laughs) He's gone shy. Hey, Dad, Richie, uh, who's Toby's favourite player? Uh, Look, it's got to be Cozzy. However, he uh, he did get a bit excited for Gorney last night as well, didn't you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great to hear, guys. We love you giving us a call and getting excited about uh, the big dance in a couple of weeks' time. Let's move on to our next caller, Stu from Mount Eliza. How are you feeling this morning, Stu? I'm actually really, really tired. I haven't slept. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you watched the replay, uh, Stu? Uh, well, might have crawled into bed at about 2.30 and stayed awake till about 4 and I think I woke up at 6 as, as excited as. So Were you nervous going in? Of, uh, uh, I couldn't concentrate at work yesterday. It was a very unproductive day. Um, but, you know, I've had 39 years of pain and at least just give me this one year. That's all I want. Yeah. I don't ask for any more. I don't want three beats, nothing like that. You know, I've got to... I got a very, very good mate, Elliot Coleman. He's so, so one-eyed. He bleeds the blue and uh, the, 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 the red blue and blue. red. And blue. <laughs> oh, it's just 
we're so gutted we can't get over there. Yeah, yeah. Stu, you know why you didn't sleep? That's called adrenaline, mate. That's what happens when you play. You play the game, the adrenaline <laughs> runs. That's why you could never sleep after a game because you've still got the adrenaline running through the body. That's obviously what you're experiencing when you went to bed last night and hence why you couldn't sleep. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. No, thanks for the show, guys. You're dead set legends. <laughs> You're Joey. a dead set legend yourself, Stu, and good luck in two weeks' time. Hey, another Manalizer Demons fan. Dean's on the line. Yeah. Can you breathe a no, sigh of relief this morning, Dino? You're a dead set legend. Yeah. Just turn down your radio, <laughs> Dean, mate. You can listen to yourself on replay later. Fan. Dean's on the line. Yeah. We'll come back to Dean. Yeah. Dean, <laughs> Dean needs yeah. to work out how to use there's a lot of Demons supporters <laughs> on the Mornington Peninsula. Uh, Sam, how are you feeling? G'day, guys. First-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> oh, I, would, uh, I would love to describe how I'm feeling, but I'm honestly just beside myself. <laughs> uh, it is ridiculous feeling to be a Demons fan at the moment, guys. How good, mate. Were you nervous? Tell us before the game you're feeling. How were you feeling before the game? Mate, I've got, uh, I've got a few cat supporters, and they were getting stuck into me early. I had one mate who... Who messaged me at 6.30 a.m. in the morning uh, just with some cat emojis. So <laughs> that, uh, that got me off to a good start. But, guys, it's been a long, hard road. And uh, we're just so proud of the boys that we're in a bloody grand final. Yeah, Get around yes, it. Son, yes, Sammy. So you're a house decorator. <laughs> Melbourne fans, because we're all stuck in our houses at the yes. moment, how are you going to decorate your house? you got the red and blue streamers or the balloons or the something at the front or a big yeah. picture of Gorney somewhere. What's the story? <laughs> Might as well just paint the house ruined uh, red and blue, guys. But uh, if we can somehow charter a, a helicopter over to uh, Perth on the weekends, that'd be amazing. Yeah, Mr. McGowan's not going to like that. Uh, I'll probably just yeah. shot down, to be honest. At the moment, Joe, you, awesome. men- you mentioned the uh, you struggle to sleep, you know, after the games, the excitement of the win. Yeah. I know it helps with that. Shiraz. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's why you have a nice little glass of red. Or a few Melbourne supporters might have had a few reds last night. But uh, uh, it was awesome. I got a few of my best mates, Doily, Rowan, and Kochi, all mad Melbourne supporters. Oh, yeah. I know they're all pumped. They would have loved to have been in the MCC members last night. But they all watched from home. And uh, it's that's the sentiment of every Melbourne supporter. It's been a long, long time. And they deserve to gloat mm. for a couple of weeks yeah. at least anyway until the big dance. You'd be wearing your, your blaze when you have your cheese platter out with pride, I reckon, this week. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. I mean, put on yeah. some classical music or something. Or, mate, just browse your share portfolio if you need to. It's a good oh, morning on. for that. I'm, not, I'm kidding. Here. I'm oh. kidding. Hey, Dean, you, you did have the radio on before, but well, you're a last caller this morning. Um, how are you feeling? Your third quarter, that was just one to sabre, wasn't it? Mate. Hi there, it's Dean. <laughs> yes, yeah, Dean. Dean. Yeah, yeah, we're ready, Dean. Yeah. All I can say is Maxi Gore, what a star. Yeah. Is that the best? Perform- is that the best performance you've seen by a Melbourne player, or have you got one in your head that sort of is, is a better performance? Well, I remember Jeff Farmer kicking nine goals and a half, but yep. for Maxi going to kick four in a quarter was just like that's just what fairy tales are made of. So uh, you know, the boys have just uh, lifted to another level. The one thing I'm really hoping is that Jones is going to get a, a gig on Grand Final day. Um, my son played with him at Mount Eliza back in the old days, and uh, we've all got a soft spot for him down here. So surely they can sneak him in as a medical sub. I reckon he'd, he'd come on and do us proud. Yeah, it's interesting it's that sort one, of sentiment. You can have tw- you can have twins anytime. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, good on you, Dino. You wonder how the week, the week, how are Melbourne fans going to pass the week, Joey? What are they going to oh. do? A few just watch replay a couple no of idea. times. Got you got sort no of. Idea. 
Uh, look forward to the matchups. It's going to be interesting watch for them tonight, of course, to see who their opponent's going to be. Western Bulldogs and Port Adelaide. We're going to talk about that, I think, about 11.30. Go deep into that game. But certainly you can... So excited, aren't they, Emma? The um, Melbourne. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple of callers there struggle to pronounce red and blue a couple of times yes. now, you well, know. That might have been the hangover from the Shiraz, to yeah, be honest, I reckon. There's a few beverages consumed last night from Melbourne fans. But congratulations to them. They absolutely do, Jay-Z. It's a long drought, and uh, hopefully they can get the job done uh, over in the West in a couple of weeks' time. We'll talk about who they may face yep. uh, just after 11. But next, Saturday scoreboard with all the action from around the world, as well as a supercars update with Greg Rust, thanks to ben- Bendix Break. Right here on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. That's a conversation for off-air, Joey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For serious outdoor work, you need serious outdoor tools. Nikita, rule the outdoors. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. On the line now is our great mate Greg Rust from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Now, we talked about the teenager getting Jamie Wincup's drive last week. Will we get a glimpse of his talent at Bathurst, which is going to be later this year? Joey, Jay, good morning, and I reckon you're right. Uh, This has come from Russell Ingle, who is driving with Brock Feeney in the 1000 this year. You know Russell. He's not the kind to be a headline grabber. He speaks his mind. And he's been testing with Brock a lot lately. So he's had the chance to observe his talent. Russell reckons that Feeney is good enough to get in the top 10 shootout for pole position at Bathurst wow. this year. That would be amazing for the eighteen year old if he can do it. Now, Rusty, a season-best performance for Daniel Ricciardo on qualifying for tomorrow's Italian F1 Grand Prix. That was last night. Now, I've been a bit flat on Daniel. I've been disappointed <laughs> by his form this year. I think he's the most looked-after driver uh, on the grid. But he was good last night, thank goodness. I think both McLaren, Tim and Lando Norris are on the third row. Is that right? My job is done here. Uh, basically, they're, they're, uh, they're in great shape. The cars, I think, are better suited to Monza. Valtteri Bottas, fastest for Mercedes. Tonight is actually a qualifying race like they did in the UK, which will set the grid for tomorrow. So Dan will start like that one-fifth. Awesome joint, Monza. Very quickly, because we're short on time today, Oscar Piastri, who's our F1 mm. hopeful, is on top in F2, has pole position there. Jack Miller's fast in MotoGP and Remy Gardner as well. So the Aussies abroad going well. So just a chance, is Piastri a chance to get a, yeah. a spot? Unfortunately, at the moment, it does look like auctions for 2022 are limited to yeah. seats. But he's a part of the, the Renault or Alpine program. They rate this kid. And based on the form we've got at the moment, I, I reckon maybe 2023, he will be in F1 somewhere for sure. He's already in some of the cars. Goodness, could you imagine having two Aussies mm. driving F1 drives come 2023? That would be extraordinary. Thanks for your time, as always, Rusty. Thanks to Bendix Brakes. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. A bit of other sport happening around Australia and around the world. Uh, Melbourne Storm, most people would have probably skipped over this last night because of the big prelim in the AFL, but the Storm are through to another preliminary final, guys. They had a big 40-12 to 12 win over Manly, but we're going to chat to Craig Bellamy. I can't believe that's a good get there. We're that's going to a chat huge get. To the bellyache in the second hour, so we'll chat to him all about that, but the Storm through to another prelim. The NFL kicked off. A lot of people I know love the NFL in Melbourne. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated Dallas. Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things, set up oh. a 
match-winning field goal again inside the final minute. And our Aussies, Aaron Sipos and Jordan Maylata, well, they uh, make their debuts for the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday morning. I, I don't I don't watch much NFL, Joe, but is he still the best quarterback in the They league? were saying that Tom there was – I was watching – they still think that he's a chance to go 17 and zip this year. They think Tampa Bay could <sighs> almost go undefeated, and there's belief that he could throw the most touchdowns ever in a season. Some of the experts think that he could throw 50 touchdowns this year, Tom Brady, with the weapons he's got and how well he's still throwing the football at 44 years of age. And still, you saw yesterday, you would have seen it, Joey, you know, still Tom Brady, the Gronk, still happening, still We're, working together. Uh, unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> uh, they're still dominating. And just quickly, the US Open, uh, the women's final is going to be decided between Britain's Emma Raducanu and Canada's Layla Incredible Annie Fernandez, story. two teenagers, yeah. combined age, 37 years. Combined for the two of them. So, so record, 22 years it's been. First time in 22 years that it's an all-teenage final. So an 18-year-old against the 19-year-old. So Raducanu, she's the first qualifier to ever make it to a Grand Slam final, which yep. is just like it's next level. Nuts. It's that that is see. nuts. And in the men's, so the women's has been so unpredictable for a number of years now, hasn't it? It's very hard to pick a winner. In the men's, uh, we've got Daniil Medvedev, who's one of the up-and-comers, who's trying to knock off the big four. He's through to a final. And at the moment, the other semifinal between Djokovic and Zverev is currently underway. Zverev took the first set 6-4, but Djokovic is up 4-1 in the second set. He just keeps winning. Djokovic. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Boys, let's have a chat about the Cats. Uh, we've mentioned all morning. It is an ageing list. They threw everything uh, to get Jeremy Cameron, but they haven't made the grand final for this year. What lies ahead down at the Cattery? It's a good question, um, Emma, because in the in the next couple of weeks, Joey, there will be discussions with all the 29 and 30-year-olds, and, and we know there's a significant portion. So it's the oldest um, list in the competition. So Blitzarves, Dalhouse, Dangerfield, Duncan, Guthrie, Hawkins, Higgins, Menegola, Selwood, Smith, Tui, plus Stanley, Rowan, Henderson, all 29 plus. So there's going to be big decisions um, on these uh, on, on their futures, clearly. Now, for mine, the most vulnerable are Sean Higgins, uh, obviously, we you know, fell out of the best 22, clearly. Pick 30 looks pretty good darts uh, for North Melbourne in that train deal. Um, in hindsight, and I think Luke Dalhouse is also probably going to have a bit of a conversation. He's contracted for one more year, but whether he's going to go on, you know, again, he fell out of the best 22. And whether he's just expired with footy, certainly be uh, very interesting. But if you're put Stephen Wells's list management hat on, uh, Joey. They've got a, a key veteran contingent they're going to go clearly forward with again next year and try and stay in contention. Who do you think of those 29-year-olds might be lining up for the Cats again next year? Um, look, I don't think, going through it, I think they've nearly all got a year at least left in them. Probably the other one on top of Higgins, maybe I think come to the end is maybe Lockie Henderson. Mm-hmm. I think that he's been wonderful for that footy club. He's yep. had a, an unbelievable career, but, uh, you know, with Stuart back, um, you know, Zach Guthrie getting some more opportunity, maybe he's the other one that, um, you know, might decide that that uh, time's come to an end. But I don't like to retire blokes, but I... I'm probably going to be a bit different to a lot of other people today who are going to they were going to probably sink the boots in and say it's an end of an era, it's over, they've got to start again, they've got to rebuild. Look, I have nothing but respect and admiration for this this footy club because it takes courage to take the risk to put yourself in this situation again and fail. The easy thing to do is to rebuild and have low expectations and you know fall out of the eights and do all those sorts of things, but they keep fronting up every year and giving themselves a chance, knowing that they can you know, fail on the, uh, at the one of the final hurdles. And oh, I think you've got to give them credit. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be hard for them because mentally it's going to be a, a big, big challenge for this group again. But I would love to see them just go to the well again. They've all got, they've all got another year in them. You know, danger, as you just mentioned, Dangerfield and Guthrie Selwood, Isaac Smith had a good year, Menegola Hawkins. They've all got 
another year in them. So why not go to the well again? Make some adjustments. Bring some other guys along. They've got still got some improvement from guys like Jack Henry, who can become elite, and Atkins and Buse, um, close in a few of the small forwards. They've just got to go to the well once again. It's going to be hard to butter up mentally. We went through it. We know we lost some prelims and lost grand finals. It is difficult, but I think that's why I admire them so much. They've just got to try and have another crack at it because you need everything to go their way. They had injuries to Parfit and and Tui, um, uh, sorry, and Stewart. Stewart. Have a crack again. They've got Narkel Clark and Constable probably on the fringe. So their, their, their challenge will be to try and convince these guys to stay because that's where some of the improvement uh, can come from. Clearly, Narkel, we know, has got a lot of talent. Clark, he's been in and out of the team. And Constable, maybe he needs a fresh start because Dangerfield and Selwood will still be at their cats next year. So those uh, players are important. Let's have a listen to Geelong coach uh, Chris Scott, who spoke about that fork in the road. We've fallen short, and it's a bit of pill to swallow. But our, our club has, over a long period of time, found a way to recover from difficult situations. And I think we're in that situation again where we've got a choice to make. We can we can roll over or we can take the time we need to regroup. We were pretty battered towards the end of the season, really, not just the last couple of weeks, but probably the six weeks leading into the into the final series. And I think, you know, there's a few things that I won't speak about tonight that will become clearer over the next few weeks. But suffice to say, uh, I'm proud of the way our guys endured and we just completely ran out of steam by tonight. So clearly they need to keep some top picks, inject some new... Um, they don't have know, any top. Their first pick will be thirty. Well, they, they, so they can't. I don't feel like they can tr- trade that away. For example, or mm. the, the pieces oh, that gosh, they do no. have, they need to keep because they need to find now the next Selwood and Dangerfield, etc. What about Chris Scott? Because he's contracted for one more year. Uh, Joey Carlton, we know on the top of their wish list is Brian Cook, the Geelong CEO. Now, tell me that he won't be picking up the phone to Chris Scott and say, "Hey, Chris, after a decade at the Cats, do you feel about coming across?" Um, to Icon Park to, as part of this, you know, new chapter for the Carlton Football Club. Does Geelong jump now and lock in Chris Scott for another contract extension? Because he could be vulnerable. Um, gee, he's such a good coach. He's such a good coach. No, I think Geelong keep him. I think he's in it with this group. He's in it with Selwood and Hawkins and Dangerfield. I, I don't but think that's he's coming gonna, to an end. Isn't it, it is so- coming to an end, but not yet for me. I mean, they might not be able to. They might not be good enough next year. But you've got to at least have a crack again a and try. Why not? As I said, they might they might get all the luck next year. It might be teams around them that get a lot of injuries at the final hurdle. I mean, Melbourne were cherry ripe. Geelong were missing some key players. And I think we'll find out in hindsight they had a few other Cats players banged up. You need luck. You've just got to give yourself a chance. I don't see what, what the other alternative is. Because as we said, they've got no first-round draft pick. They don't have like a heap of elite young talent ready to play. So I think they've just got to keep going to the well with this group and slowly inject some younger talent into the side over the next couple of seasons. Yeah, you just hope it doesn't all fall apart mid-season next year. Hand pass back to Birchall, standing start, 55 out, and he's drilled at home. And Birchall loads up. They're going to get around Birch. Handballs to Birchall. Oh. Birchall gets it. The ball burst <laughs> from Birchall. Gets it back to Birchall. One step oh. kick from Birchall. Oh. Yeah, some great highlights there. Four flags, 287 games, two clubs. Grant Birchall has achieved a a huge amount in his footy career and this week decided to hang up the boots. He joins us now. Grant, congratulations on your career. How do you sum up 17 seasons of footy? Thanks, Emma. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fair old journey. It's been a long one, Um, one that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Childhood dream, all that sort of stuff. It's... uh, 
it's uh it's been fantastic i've loved every minute of it and i'm just ready now to to move on and uh and look forward to the next chapter as I say to everyone that's retired, Grant, life on the other side is not too bad, mate. You can eat and drink. You can eat and drink whatever you want. The little man on the shoulder, he's gone forever. You will, and I know you will enjoy it. But the first thing, how did you go actually breaking the news that you're retired? Because it is one of the hardest things, even in your head when you know you're retiring. Actually saying it out loud is quite difficult. How did you go telling the group that you were done? Oh, I was an absolute mess when I told the boys yesterday. I, um, I spoke to Fags and that early on in the week and told him, uh, that I was going to hang him up, and I was fine with it. Um, and uh, I was great throughout the week and really content and happy with it all. But once I got up and started talking to the boys, I just absolutely lost yeah. it. I was crying yeah. and bawling my eyes out. So <laughs> it took me about half a day to get through it. But we got there, and, um, yeah, I'm just sort of relieved now that it's all it's all done with now, and um, I can uh, move on to the next phase. And I'm happy about it, to be honest, Birch, because now you're just a step closer to joining us in the Triple M commentary <laughs> box. I think you've got real scope to light it up with us with your humour and your wit and your football analysis. So I'm sure there'll be a nice little contract offer coming soon. But on your footy career, I mean, you were the best kick in the competition, probably closely followed by Colin Captain Scott Penderbury for a big chunk in it. Now, when, just when, take me back to the Hawks' heyday. Now, you set up things so well on that halfback flank, the left side. Now, did you guys know that it was always sort of going on the left side with so many left footers? Was it was it a, a conscious, deliberate thing? Oh, I think it was just a natural thing to do. Yeah. Um, I think that's what left footers do. They naturally just roll onto their left side, and um, that's just what um, that's just what we did. And <laughs> teams later on down the track actually set up uh, for that to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, we were. We were lucky we had so many great kicks and so many players that can hit targets and just pierce through opposition zones and defences. And um, Yeah, it was just a, a great year and, and lucky to be a part of all of that. Um, it was an amazing run. We're speak, speaking to uh, Brisbane defender Grant Birchall this morning. Grant, um, I'm guessing the group pretty disappointed after last week, but a huge amount of optimism surrounding the Brisbane Lions in years to come. What do you think they could possibly achieve with the group that they've got at the moment in the next couple of years? Oh, they can achieve great things. They're right in the. I think they're right in the window at the moment. I don't think they need to do too much as far as list management or list changes at the moment, I think they're in a really good space. We just have to tweak a couple of little things um, and uh, play play the footy that we did earlier on in the year in the uh, in the pointy end of the year in the finals. And if we can do that, um, the boys will give, them a, give themselves a good chance. And you need a little bit of luck and a bit of the rub of the green um, to, to, win, to win finals and premierships. And we probably, um, you know, with McStay going down and a couple of other things sort of not going our way, um, it was probably a little bit too much for us in the end, but um, no, it's exciting. They're in the uh, they're in a really exciting uh, phase at the moment, and I just hope they can make the most of it. Grant, what is life going to look like for you after footy, mate? You're up in Queensland. You've got your first baby on the way, so congratulations about that. Are you going to stay up there? You're coming back to Melbourne. Have you sort of got an idea yet at what it looks like? I think I'll stay up here uh, for the next little while, um, and uh, yeah, just sort of take a bit of a breath and uh, put the feet up a little bit and. Um, just figure out what I actually want to do next. I still want to stay involved in footy at some capacity, um, but what that actually is, I'm not too sure yet. So we'll figure that out 
Join us, Birch. Next, uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd fit right in, mate. We all love you. Come on. Come across. Jump in front of the microphone. Now, I've had to write a lot of Alistair Clarkson stories and a bit sick, to be honest, over the past month, Birch. And every time I've had to put in there, oh, how good is it? He bought a dog for Grant Birch and <laughs> kept him happy, et cetera. Now, have you still got this, this dog, mate? Because it's just about the most famous dog in football. He's at got the a moment. baby oh. coming now. Don't worry about the puppy. He couldn't handle a puppy. He's got a baby coming. Tell me I you've still got this dog. No, no, I got rid of it. No, <laughs> It didn't even last 12 hours in my house, so I'd had to get rid of it straight away. So oh. um, I can stop writing yeah, about very, it. Uh, a, a very, very funny story. One, yeah. <laughs> um, no, you still got it. It's had a few issues. I think it's, it's broke its leg and um, <laughs> another sort of slow. I think it's forked out two and a half, three grand for the dog on top of another two and a half, three grand to get the bloody leg right. So <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he's forked out a little bit, but um, yeah, very funny story. Um well, I'm going to stop writing about that one, but given that you given you punted it, hey, um, Lockie Neal, the shock decision or the the story that um, he was weighing it up, and but now he's staying. Was there was there any sort of group texting or group WhatsApping after that? Like we, when that story broke, you just sort of was there messages going around saying, "Well, Lockie, what's the story?" Uh, not really. We were just we didn't know. It sort of shocked us a little bit, um, but um, he let us all know, you know, in a group message that he was staying before he before he actually came out into the media and, and said his bit. So, um, yeah, a bit of a storm in the teacup. It really got some airwaves there for a couple of days. But, um, yeah, he's happy in Brisbane and so is Jules. So, um, yeah, happy that he's a lion. Grant, congratulations on your career. Um, a huge amount achieved over 287 games. You share that uh, number of games with Joey, which he learnt this morning, and happy to <laughs> share that number of games over your career. Yeah, just the four flags I don't quite have next yeah. to start. my 287. That's that's the only difference, M. Besides yeah, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, enjoy life, Birch. You're going to love it, mate. And good spot to retire up in Queensland too, in Brisbane there. You'll be able to sit back, get some sun and enjoy a few beers and watch the footy in the races. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to it. On your Thanks, best. guys. And we'll see you on the dark side soon. Grant Virtual there with us on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Hey, after 11, another big guest for this morning, Storm coach Craig Bellamy. Mm. After Melbourne put the sword to Manly last night, qualifying straight through for a seventh straight preliminary final. Coming up on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. I'll wait till the outbreak, but Jay-Z, if you can just whip through this segment yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. please, mate. Um, that'd Joey be good. starts eating. I was tending to get all the silence from the 287 game. It's two-time all Australians. Just put that aside for a second, can you, Joey? Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For serious outdoor work, you need serious outdoor tools. Nikita, rule the outdoors. And a big thanks to uh, Makita. They are our show sponsor. Yes. Serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools. Makita, rule the outdoors. Now, right now, you can land yourself a free Makita brushless blower when you buy any selected Makita LXT 18 volt times two brushless line trimmer kit. Do you know what that is? Yeah, uh, it's a, yeah. It's a blow. Well, yeah. This is the time of year yeah. you need to do all your, your sort of jobs like this. You need yeah, to get yeah. your sprayer and your blower and your hedger and your trimmer, and you just go down to Makita, Joe. You get all that stuff. Yeah. It's a one stop shop. It's time of year it's... I'm missing my next door neighbour, old Sue, who used to mow the lawns and do all that oh. for me. I'm missing her now, so I'll have to buy some of that stuff myself. So hurry for a limited time only. It's, the offer is via online redemption. Visit makita.com.au for details. We take you from job site to the backyard and beyond, sold all across Australia. Visit makita.com.au for your nearest stockist and range. Jay-Z, now, got a bit of little trade news for yes. us? A little 
Yeah. So Jake Kelly, Kelly, the very reliable and popular player at Adelaide, uh, Joey, defender, good shutdown defender. So he's headed, very good in fact, he's headed to uh, Essendon. So North Melbourne also had an interest, but he's headed to Essendon. believe it's a three-year deal. Now, statistically, champion data say he's the second best one-on-one defender in the competition. I think he's lost 35 of his 200 one-on-one contests, which ranks him second in the competition. Makes perfect sense for Essendon because, if anything, they probably need to bolster um, that that back line a little bit. And they've been cut up a little bit by some small forwards. So your Pop, your Papleys, your Charlie Cameron, these sorts of guys have done some damage against the Bombers. So a three-year deal, I think this is really smart business from the Bombers. Good get by Essendon. You think he plays on the small forwards? Is that more of his go? Because yes. I was looking at that. I was thinking they've got Laverde, they've yep. got Redmond, Ridley. Uh, does he replace maybe Tom Stewart? Or you think they're a different type of player? Oh, sorry, Tom Stewart. Uh, James, James Stewart. Stewart. Like, I different think, type of player? I think his go is sort of the smaller um, uh, forward. So I think what it does is it potentially re- releases Ridley and even Dyson Heppel, Redman you mentioned, up the ground mm. a little bit. So I, it's not a sexy a free agency no, move. They all, they, they, it's a good little chess piece. It's, yep. it's very smart. Essen after picking up Peter Wright uh, from the Gold Coast, Nick Hine from St. Kia, I think they've been on a roll. Uh, the Bombers. What about and, Jordan Dawson leaving oh. the Sydney Swans? That's a big blow for yep. the Swans. He had an unbelievable breakout year, third in the best and fairest. Lovely left foot, one of the best kicks in the competition. Overhead um, mark, can kick goals. So he's got his choice now, doesn't he? Does he want to go to Adelaide or Port Adelaide? He'll speak to both clubs. Now, you remember Port Adelaide interested in Zach Merritt? They've got the Zach Merritt money. So you think that they'll be able to – that they and given their position, they'd probably yeah. be in front of the queue. He could still go to Adelaide knowing they're on a bit of a journey, but probably put Adelaide in the box seat. Hey, quick pick one for you, and we'll come back to this, Joey. Who's going to poll more Brownlow votes? Pick one, Clayton Oliver or Christian Petrarca. Let that marinate. Who, which of those superstar demons is going to poll the most Brownlow votes? We'll get to you uh, in a few minutes. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends Weekend Quiz. Get a $700 trade-in on selected water heaters when you purchase a new Solar Heart hot water system. Ah, we love doing this every week, the Solar Heart Quiz. Now, it's last man or woman standing. It's all about sport, but you do get one lifeline for one question only. If you can't answer Joey's first question, you can use your Smart Switch lifeline to get a different question, but still on the same topic. How are you going, Quizmaster? You got the list there. Is it looking like a good one today? It's going to be pretty easy, I would think, because oh. we want to whip through these <laughs> so we can chat the Craig Bellamy. So I just want to give away the cash. That's the best part for me. All right, we've got Mick on the line. Mick from Parkdale. How are we, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Oh, you can just ask one question and give the money away if you like. <laughs> yeah, Mick, good. Just well, come on, play the game. Play it. I reckon you can. Yeah. I reckon you can still sweep the board here. You've got your lifeline oh. if needed. Who will be presenting this year's Norm Smith Medal? Oh, I'd like to say Simon Black, but I don't think I will. Um, let's do the lifeline. Straight lifeline. Up. All right. Oh, I'm confident in going with the last yeah. one. Oh, um, okay. okay, then if it's not the Norm Smith medal, who's going to be presenting the Jock McHale medal to the Premiership coach? <laughs> You're killing me. Think about where uh, it's been played. <laughs> I know it's in Perth, but the problem is, is that, oh, let's go Pavlich? Nah, Pavlich. Sorry, Mick. Brad. Uh, g'day, Brad. Morning, Tay. Okay, Morning. mate. Who will be presenting this year's Norm Smith medalist, Triple M's very own? Uh, Andrew Embley. Yes. Well done. And it's uh, John Worsfold. He's on the rub today as well. Yeah, he's on the rub. Tune in for that. And it's John Worsfold who presents the uh, Jock McHale uh, medal. Question two. Which four-time Premiership Hawk just announced his retirement during the week? Uh, the Birch. Grant Birchall, indeed. Uh-huh. Question three. The NFL season kicked off yesterday. Can you name one of the two teams that played? 
the Bucks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well Good, I like this. And the last question, here we go. Sweep the board for the money. How many premierships have the Melbourne Storm won? Ooh, good question. Ooh. Um, oh, it's technical because they got a couple taken yes. off them. So yeah, I might I know. Go that's the life, true, might Brad. Go the okay, go the lifeline. Because it's a, that's a tricky one considering that a couple it is, were isn't it, you know, reneged. Yeah, okay, this is an easier one then. Who won the 2020 NRL Premiership? The Melbourne Storm. Yes, they did indeed. Well done, Brad. There you go. Couldn't I see that. It was easy. Well, we want to speak to Craig Bellamy. <laughs> okay. You want to get All further right. support? I see you roll your eyes. Do you, Hang what, on. Do you I'm like ask it? Brad, what he's doing with his cash? You got to congratulate him for that. Congratulations, what are you doing, Brad. Brad? Uh, well, it's my wife's birthday, so nice. she's listening. I oh. guess it's going to her. Ah, well done, Brad. <laughs> there you go. See, Jay Z. Yeah, that's what we want. It's hard yeah. to either buy, uh, get presents for your partner to make. So all got to be online. Yeah, everything can't... online. Yeah. Vouchers are the way to go. In the flesh. If in doubt, Brad, get a voucher, and she can use it when everything opens up again. Great. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, this is really exciting, guys. The Melbourne Storm, they've had one of the all-time great seasons in the NRL this year. And it continued last night with a 28-point win over Manly in their qualifying final, straight through to another prelim under the expert guidance of their coach, Craig Bellamy, who I'm glad to say joins us this morning. Congratulations on the win last night, Craig. What has been the secret over the last few weeks to keeping this team up and about? You've been away from Melbourne for a long time. Yeah, we have been, Emma. It's sort of two years we've been living out of a suitcase, so it uh, has been difficult at times, and uh, especially you know towards the end of this year. But, um, yeah, like the last four or five weeks, um, I know a few people you know, thought we've gone off the ball, and, we, and we, you know, we probably had, to be quite honest. But um, we freshened a few guys up by giving them a rest and um, you know, just reset some of our, I suppose, our mentalities and... Um, I thought, you know, the boys done a, a you know, tremendous job last night. Absolutely. Uh, one of those guys who obviously had to have a freshen up during the season was Ryan Pappenhausen due to those concussions. He's really found his groove again in the last couple of weeks. How did you guys navigate that? But also, did you see him returning from that injury in such stellar form that he has? Uh, well, we, you know, we weren't quite sure, you know, to be perfectly honest, um, you know, one thing that uh, you know we were aware of and able to control a little bit was obviously the, the physical side of it. He didn't do any any you know training for basically for six or seven weeks, so that was always going to be an issue, especially the way you know Paps plays. That's what he relies on, you know, his fitness and you know to be you know heavily involved and around the ball. The other thing that we we you know we we couldn't really. Um, I suppose have too much control over was you know how he was going to get over it mentally you know and um, it was a really bad knock and um, you know there was a couple of times there where you know he seemed to be going backwards instead of forwards you know in that area but um, you know to his credit the last you know two or three weeks he's uh, he's really poked his nose through the other side and you know uh, the last couple of weeks has been uh, outstanding and you know, really. Uh, very close to his best again. Hey, congratulations, Craig. I think, what, is this your ninth preliminary final out of your last 11 years and personally your 13th preliminary final? I think it's just, like in all of world sport, it has just been an extraordinary uh, decade and um, you've just done such a wonderful job with the Melbourne Storm. We've loved uh, following it. But look, Tom Trebojevic last night, I mean, he came in as one of the hottest players in the competition. What is it, five hat-tricks out of the last nine games or something like that, etc. Now, you're famous for the amount of work you put in, the vision you 
watch and to opposition players, etc. I think Billy Slater tells a story where back in 2017, a match-saving tackle, he knew the guy was going to step outside because of the, a lot of the work he'd done with him and vision, say, expect for this. And sure enough, he did, does that in the in sort of in the key moment of the game. How did you stop Tom Trebojevic last night? Because he hardly got a sniff. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a little bit more, probably a little bit more complicated with uh, with Tom than it has been, you know, a few other key players over the years. But um, you know. One of the secrets is obviously you know doing it together. You know there was no uh, tonight uh, last night. There was no you know one guy or you know a couple of guys in the team. It was a a real team effort. Um, and there's a couple other things I suppose you know just knowing where what position he is on the field. You know and what he prefers to do when he's in that position. And obviously you know with some of his teammates as well. Um, obviously you know they help him. Uh, you know, in, in some of the things he does, or you know, some of the runs he has. So it was probably a bit more, as an individual, a bit more complicated last night. In that, you know, the, you know some of his teammates, and certain certainly it was, you know, what they do for him. But yep. um, cutting off that supply. Was, yeah, exactly. And then, and and part of it was, you know, what positions he was in on the field. But as I said, it was a a full team effort there last night. You know, we. <laughs> You just go go back to his last couple of games, and some of the things he's done has been, you know, quite remarkable. Mm. So it was a, a great effort from our guys last night. A great team effort, and a great effort for 80 minutes to to keep, you know, a great player like Tom uh, as quiet as we did. Yeah, we're chatting to Melbourne Storm super coach Craig Bellamy. Um, Craig, you spoke about living in a suitcase for probably the last two years with. You know, hub life with the group. How have you found hub life living with all those players? Like, have you enjoyed it and loved hanging out with them? Have they have they done your head in at times? Be the honest. boys, like, how's Aww. it been? You know, almost living and breathing with the, your, your players for almost two years now. About a gutsful. Yeah, it's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> Especially some of the idiots we've got, Munster and um, Cheese and you know, all those guys. Yeah. So, we heard about the so cheese putting been... rocks in your suitcase, Craig. That was probably he told that one story. Of the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got to come back through his window there or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, it, it's it's been difficult and more, like, you know, in different circumstances. You know, um, you know, there hasn't been as many families up here this year. You know, for players and staff, so that's been pretty tough. And obviously, with uh, you know, not the families. You know, when they realised we were going to be here for the rest of the year, tried to get up, but they they can't get up because of the restrictions. You know, the Queensland government's got on, so. Yep. That's probably been the the, the the toughest thing to be quite honest. But um, yeah, like I say, at the end of the day, you know, there, there's a whole heap of um, you know other people going through tougher times than than what we, we've gone through. So um, you know, we just try and get on with it. And um, you know, there's not long to go in the season now. We just got to make sure that um, you know we give ourselves the best chance, you know, to do the best we can. And Craig, good news on the injury front. Is it right? Brandon Smith's been cleared of a facial fracture and Josh Adokar, will he be right for the preliminary final? Yeah, Josh, you know, if we had to play next week, you know, the medical staff are very confident that he'd be right for that. So now, you know, we don't have to really push him now. So he should be right for, for two weeks' time. I haven't heard from our medical staff or choose himself on, on the facial uh, fracture apparently puts it on social media, so that seems to be the way. That seems to be the way we find out these days. So um, yeah, so that's pretty good news. Um, yeah, I didn't think. Well, they didn't think there was too much wrong there last night. It certainly wasn't displaced. Um, he had a bit of numbness, but um, and it didn't really blow up that much. So 
you were probably always, you know, privately confident confident that it wasn't too much. But uh, it's great news, you know. He's he's one hell of a player, and um, you know we rely on him a lot. So it's uh, it's going to be good to have him ready for uh, two weeks as well. Absolutely, Craig. Hey, we really thank you for your time this morning. Great to see you guys with such a dominant performance over Manly last night, yes, Jay? Can I just ask one quick one, Craig? This is a bit of a, um, I'm not sure if this came out through Clarko or just one thing. Is it right that you don't operate with an email address or don't have an email address? You sort of just put the laptop to the side, you use your vision, but other than that, you're sort of not huge on the technology and don't have an email address. Is that right, Craig? Well, I've had to have an email uh, the last three months, I think, because of <laughs> our checking in with the old... Um, You've been forced. Yeah, the NRL app, what's the name? But other than that, I don't use an email. They're, they are time wasted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with me, you ring me or you text me, and then uh, that, that's about it. That is the greatest thing. And you know what, Jay, it proves you don't need an email address to be one of the best coaches in world exactly. sport. Exactly. That's that true. Is for sure. Hey, Craig, thanks again for your time. We wish you luck for the rest of the NRL final series. No, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> what a legend. Isn't that special as well? He doesn't do many chats. For us to be chatting to Craig Bellamy on a Saturday morning on Dead Set Legends, a great thrill. Hey, next, we're going to take a look at tonight's preliminary final between Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs. Who will face Melbourne in the grand final? Boys, to analyse that next on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. Can always come here for grocery price (laughs) updates. That's our specialty here on Dead Set Legends. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Rule the outdoors with Makita. Check out the range. Makita.com.au. We've been reveling in the masterclass that Melbourne dished up to Geelong last night to make it through to their first grand final in 21 years. But let's talk about the other prelim tonight. Port Adelaide hosting the Western Bulldogs. Let's break it down. How do you see this one playing out, boys? Yeah, Port Adelaide, the heavy favourite. So for the Bulldogs, it's like, how are they going to win? How are they going to, can they dominate their midfield enough to get some supply forward? But there's some big issues here. Luke Beveridge has rolled the dice with the Ruckman, Joey. Steph Martin bringing him in off or his first game in months, really. He's had that. Um, groin issue, and and no Alex Keith. Now, it's a back line that was already a little bit vulnerable for mine. No Alex Keith. How exposed does this leave him up against a big Charlie Dixon? Yeah, they're going to be exposed, no doubt. I mean, Ryan Gardner, Zane Cordy is the fullback, centre-half back. Um, but that's been an issue for the Dogs for a number of years, and they've they've generally found ways to win. When Keith has go- held them together. He has. Keith's been very good. Um, last time he didn't play, Peter Wright did kick seven goals. So, it is going to be an issue. Um, look, one thing in the dog's favour, seven of the last 10 years, one of the preliminary finals has been decided by a kick. Yep. So it wasn't last night. So maybe this is the close one and mm-hmm. maybe it's the close one that people didn't expect. They maybe thought last night would be the close game. Oh, look, the dogs have got to give themselves a chance. If they can dominate around the football yep. and get, and all their midfielders get their hands on it and Dunkley and Trelaw find a bit of uh, confidence and form and, and uh, Libba can play the way that he's played for certain periods of this year and Bott and McRae do what they do, They've got to be a chance, but they're going to have to carry a lot of the workload as they have for the majority of the year when they've won. Port Adelaide are flying. They're cherry ripe. They're fit and healthy. They've been building to this moment for a number of years now. So it's going to be a tough ask for the Western Bulldogs, but the beauties of prelims, the best team doesn't necessarily always win. You, you never you never know. Uh, upsets happen regularly in preliminary finals, so the Dogs have got to give themselves a chance. I want to take, what's your take on Adam Trelaw? I mean, there, there, is, there is a bit of a risk there with uh, bon, Marcus Bontepelli. He's cleared... Um, with the issue around his knee. So he trained okay throughout the week. A bit of a question mark there. Steph Martin, his preparation, you've got to wonder about that a little bit. But there's going to be a huge lens 
on Adam Chalor because the body language last week has been highlighted all week. It looked like he sort of cracked the sads a little bit, whether he just couldn't get into the game or he doesn't want to play forward or it just wasn't working for him. What was your take on Adam Chalor? Uh, look, I thought some of the commentary was incredibly harsh. I mean, it, it's public that we know that Adam Chalor – um, you know, struggles at times with you know anxiety and his mental health and and his performance. Clearly, it was a was a his his mental state was clearly affecting his performance. It was on show. You could well, you could just he tell his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's so so to sort of imply that he you know spat the dummy or wasn't happy with the role he was playing, I think was incredibly unfair. I think he just. You could see out on the field that he was in his own head and he, and he just couldn't get out of it. Everything he was trying wasn't working and he was getting down on himself more than anything. So, um, unfortunately, you know, he, he wasn't able to play at his best because he, you know, probably it looked like let his, his mind get the better of him. So hopefully he's had the week and been able to, you know, do whatever he needs to do to, to put himself in the, in the best headspace. And I think he'll bounce back absolutely tonight. So, so the elephant in the room here is that Collingwood traded Adam Trelaw in part because they were unsure how he'd handle playing away from his family. And this week, Camille Revellian says, oh, it's been really hard on him because of the, you know, lack of travel and the, the COVID situation, et cetera. So as a Collingwood fan, are you feeling better about that trade? Because it's been, we described it as a disastrous trade period, et cetera. And then as, as his wife um, said, well, it's been really hard for him. You know, how's he handling it? And then we saw at the weekend his performance was poor. So put your Collingwood hat on, for example. But wasn't that going to happen even if he was at Collingwood? That's, that's my point. But, yeah. that's, but that's in part why he was put on the trade table, because th- there were some concerns around how this would unfold in 2021. Uh, how what would unfold? Well, that he would find it difficult living away from his family. And but kid- I think most players are finding it difficult living away from their family. True. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Kim. I mean, no, Kim. If you if you spoke to many of the players' wives or partners, they would probably a lot of them would say the same sort of thing. It's been every time we speak to a coach, it's been difficult to to live away from home. So, I mean, he's been injured and then he's come back and hasn't been able to find his best form. He was pretty good against Essendon and then clearly had an off game against the Western Bulldogs. Uh, sorry, for the Dogs last week. Um, Brisbane in the game against Brisbane. So. I'm not sure that makes Collingwood supporters feel better. Well, um, just do you review the trade because it was sort of a, a disastrous trade for for the, for the Magpies? My question is, or was it? Yeah, well, absolutely, it was. Yeah, because they gave away uh, a gun player in Adam Chalor for for not much. Yeah, picks fifteen yeah. or whatever it yeah. was. And if they yeah. make it to a grand final, that's even worse for Pies fans. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. Chalor will be playing in a grand final if they win. He's in a prelim. Mm. So what about the ruck? Okay, so they've been playing. They've essentially been losing the ruck contest around uh, Lewis Young and Team English. Now they've got Steph Martin. What's the directive there? Well, it's, it's a throw at the stumps, really. I think they've got nothing to lose yep. in the ruck situation. So it wasn't working with Lewis Young. Have a crack with Stefan Martin. Um, they're not going to know how much game time he's going to be able to get through. I can see Stefan Martin competing in the ruck and then basically playing behind the ball, a kick behind play to support uh, to support Zane Cordy and Gardner and yep. support them defensively. He won't have to run around too much, allow maybe Tim English to do a bit of the roaming around the ground, and that might give them their best chance. You're supporting the back line without Keith. Stefan Martin can conserve some energy, do his best work around the contest and allow maybe Tim English to float and drift forward. Wonder if Bonte Pally will play more forward too, whether his knee can stand up to the midfield low. They've got a stack midfield. Quick tip. Uh, I think Port Adelaide should win. Yeah. 20 points, Port Adelaide for mine, Emma. All right. Well, there you go. You can listen to it all on 105.1 Triple M this evening. Hey, grand final week. We are going to be on air 9 to 12, Monday through Thursday, talking all things Brownlow, grand final previews, you name it, we'll do it. 
looking forward to that. But next weekend, though, we're going to deep dive into the Brownlow before that happens on the Sunday night. And, Jay-Z, you had a ripper of a pick one for Joey. Yes, I wanted to know from Joe. Try and give him a curly question each week. Who's going to poll more votes for Melbourne in the Brownlow medal, Joey? Clayton Oliver or his superstar teammate Christian Petrarca? Yeah, we'll do a bit of it, as um, Em said, a more of deep dive next Saturday because I know some people like to have a little flutter to get them through the Brownlow medal count. But I've got a sneaking suspicion. I've started doing my research, and Mm -hmm. I think – Christian Petrarca might poll more votes than Clayton Oliver. Really? I'll why explain why next week. Okay. But okay. just uh, early early odds, I think the bookmakers have got it the wrong way around. Oh, I like it. Uh, speaking of having a flutter, we went all right last weekend, didn't we, Blakey? Let's start at Mooney Valley. Uh, race three, uh, Generation at $3.40. Thelric's having a lunge late. My numero uno's beaten Thelric Generation, a gap taunting. But then race eight uh, at Mooney Valley as well, a horse that you hadn't known much about, Joey, no. called Elephant. Superstorm up on the fence. Oh. They go to the line. Dead eight photo. Elephant He's or Superstorm. <laughs> Emma, I love it. I love it when you throw to your own winning tips. That's when I know you when you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, if you watch that Superstorm Elephant race, that was a nail-biter. Uh, right. But let's take a look at headquarters today. A great day of racing at Flemington. Uh, let's start with race number five. Now, I know Ayrton's the, the hot favourite here at about $1.55, but I do like Cherry Tortoni. You know I like him yes. at $10. Ooh. I reckon a bit of a each-way smoky in race number five. So that's number five in race five. But also the Maccabi Diva Stakes, which is the big race of today. Incentivise, one of the hot favourites yes. going into the rest of the spring. Bit short. I'm going to still take Tefane at a, at $4.40, $4.50, just as a little saver, just in case, Joey. I know you're big on incentivised, well, though. I've backed incentivised to win the Caulfield Cup, and I think to, it's been smashed today. It's been like $11 into $4 incentivised. Four bucks? First up, set for a big Caulfield Cup campaign. It'll be Australia's best horse by the end of this spring. Oh, and Dark likes a Doombin race. Nine, number 10, Dreamcatcher. He's up and about. He uh, said to keep that quiet, Duck. Yeah, that was he a told us off air. Yeah, that's Be a careful. secret one. Okay. The Duck only well, the good um, ones, comes though. in to give us mail, you know, just <laughs> secretly off air. But now you've ruined it. Let's do this. <laughs> it's Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. Hey, you know, Jay-Z, we like to follow Australians overseas with yep. some of their uh, amazing feats. Well, this Dead Set Legend of the Week, just quickly, mm. uh, he broke the Guinness World Record for planking. Do you know how, how long do you think you could plank for? Four minutes, Max. Four minutes. Well, this man, Daniel Scarley, planked for nine hours, no 30 way. minutes and one second to break the world, a Guinness World Record on for holding a plank on his elbows the whole oh, time, Emma. So hours. Daniel Scarley, he gets our dead set legend of the week. Oh, that's four minutes, yes. <laughs> four, I could do about maybe six. He's done nine yeah, hours. I reckon I could do five, maybe. Four. Yeah. Come on, mate. Lift your game. Well, let's have a plank off. Lucky you got that right. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. So, in the words of Corey Homicide Williams, you have a great day. (laughs) Serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools, and Makita are helping you rule the outdoors. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. And it was a great week, wasn't it, Joey? I liked it. I did like my own work this morning. That was good. (laughs) Get even more Joey, Jay-Z and Emma by downloading the Listener app.